0: Welcome back to the Elephant Parade, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about nostalgia.
1: Yeah, basically, nostalgia is sentimental longing or just like a feeling of usually a positive feeling evoked by or evoked or triggered by something nostalgic, which is weird because I just used it. I just use the word in, in the definition, but. Um, I looked at the Google definition and one of the examples is actually very interesting to me. Something done or presented in order to evoke feelings of nostalgia, an evening of TV nostalgia. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like I was reading this article actually it wasn't an article it was like a mini docuseries on youtube Mm -hmm. and it was like how a lot of hollywood studios are using nostalgia as a as a sort of form of currency you know like with disney they're using their sort of disney vault as currency basically um they're using it to you know you get these live actions these continuations um These releases on Disney Plus, and they're sort of using their Disney Vault as a currency in order to, you know, bust out these big movies. And a lot of people are buying into Disney with that in mind because they're like, okay, Disney has this great catalog and they'll be able to make money off of it forever. So you get a lot of smaller studios right where like if they make an original story it's not as big because like people don't want to hear original stories anymore it's more so original stories aren't getting pushed anymore instead it's like remakes Mm. pushed and or continuations no one wants to hear a new story
0: yeah like incredibles 2 for example um i remember there's like a lot of hype about it but also like some hesitation behind it because a lot of people didn't want to ruin the image or feeling they had when they watched the original incredibles movie at least like for me i didn't really grow up watching it constantly it was more of like my sister's thing because she is like a millennial so she like grew up watching it and she has certain feelings associated with it but of course You know, Disney sees this as an opportunity to be like, oh, that generation grew up with it. They're probably, you know, pushing it down to the next generation. We can really make this concept um, into something new, but not new. We can just sell it even more. Um, And they've been doing that with other things. Like, for example, they're making a lot of live action Disney movies about certain people from Disney stories, like Cruella and they know that parents of children and even those children, they'll be inclined to watch it because they already know it's it's already close to them in some sort of way. And even when I was growing up, for example, like Percy Jackson, right? I have very closely knit feelings with it. like whenever someone tries to sell me something that's like related to Percy Jackson or even the new Percy Jackson series that's coming out on Disney, like that, interests me like I want to watch it to get that original feeling of just you know looking back at the past and remembering how I felt
1: yeah but I feel like that's slightly different you know with the whole because like I'm I was also obsessed with Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus and all those things and I feel like it's different when you finally get that story to be on screen for the first time that's a different thing versus something that was already on screen so you already have an attachment to whatever image or actor or voice you associate with that story and then it's getting changed like you had that outrage the Gen Z and millennial outrage that happened when the new dora was announced and instead of the um traditional 2D design it was going to be a computer animation design and people were like oh my god she looks terrible she looks like she's going to bite me Um, same thing with the My Little Pony redesign. They switched to computer animation. Um, and it's an innocent feeling at first, I feel like. Like, yeah, we can be attached to a character design, but that feeling can quickly turn violent in certain situations, like the Little Mermaid, for example, which is also getting a live action and, um character redesign i guess you can call it in terms of the original character was a white woman with red hair and they're changing it to a black woman and a lot of people were outraged by this and it's like Mm -hmm. the outrage people argue that the outrage was rooted in just nostalgia similar Mm -hmm. to the outrage that was that happened when um you know, all these other shows get announced. Like, oh, why do they look different? Winx Club, for example, the character looked really bad, but with The Little Mermaid, it's like, what's the line between nostalgia and just racism? Because in that case... Well, first of all, I just want to start off with I do not like any Disney remakes. I think they should have stopped at Maleficent. I feel like that's really the only one. And also Cinderella. But, you know, there are so many Cinderella remakes. It's like you can't even, like, really attack that. But after Maleficent, I feel like they should have stopped. I don't really like any of them. But The Little Mermaid especially, I don't really care for it. But the fact that a lot of people are the reason for them not watching it is going to be, oh, the main character is Black. It sort of reminded me of in 2014 when Annie came out. Mm-hmm. And the literally the same exact thing happened. So, so I know so many people who, they just straight up refused to watch 2014 Annie because the main character was Black. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because oh it's a contemporary setting and whatever whatever they would have been fine if the character was a white redhead and in these cases the race of the character 95 percent of the time has nothing to do with the story but in this case actually the little mermaid is based on caribbean stories even though it takes place in italy like Do we really want to see a bunch of white people dance Mm -hmm. to Caribbean music? Exactly. I know I don't. Like, it's based on like Caribbean folklore Mm -hmm. um, and mermaid sightings and stuff. When people argue it's nostalgia, it's sort of like a double edged story because besides the racial issues, there's other things about people not only canceling remakes. But they're canceling remakes because a lot of the things from the original story, say, wouldn't hold up in the modern political world. I can't immediately think of one right now, but I'm going to pass it to you, Freesha. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so... I just want to say that for the Percy Jackson thing, there were a couple of movies that came out. That um, yeah. no, I don't think they were. <laughs> no, there were there. I have um, no, I don't.
1: I don't. I don't recall
0: that. So the movies exist, right? What you said about the Annie and the Little Mermaid, right? I think there is somewhat of a difference between like losing, like afraid of losing that. Association that you had in the first place and like gaining attachment to a character is very different from like actual wanting to go to that time. Because if we look at nostalgia, it's not about like the actual item or show that you're watching or like engaging with, it's more about you wanting to experience something in your youth that seemed so innocent at the time like you said like when you're young everything seems so whimsical so you really want to go back to that time and feel like you're a kid again watching it through that lens you're really missing that perspective but if you're missing the perspective because someone's a different race i find that really weird right? Because the youth perspective of what you like doesn't change, then why would you feel like you don't like a Black character in a new movie that was white before? You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't hinder what you like and you don't like. People really take it to heart when they think about these feelings because, of course, it's important to their childhood. And that kind of brings us to like, cancelling nostalgic things, I feel like. Because I feel like Dr. Seuss is one of those things because a lot of people grew up reading that in schools. They grew up reading Dr. Seuss and doing art inspired by Dr. Seuss, right? Seuss has a history of displaying very racist things. Um, people have really shed light on that. And a lot of people have noticed this and taken it into account and they're like, you know what, I'm not gonna make my kids read this anymore. Maybe I'm not going to share everything about him with my child. But then there's some people who are getting mad for bringing up Dr. Seuss being racist because they feel like it's hurting their experiences as a child, which I find really interesting because they take a person they have never seen or met before, they form a personal attachment and they refuse to actually reason with why they don't like the thing that they don't like. It's completely blinding. Nostalgia is blinding. That's why it's so profitable in the first place. It's more about like taking measures to ensure that we're not like actively ridding people of all responsibility and actually like spreading the truth even if you have a nostalgic attachment to it
1: yeah like that Dr. Seuss example just made me think of like the examples trying to try- I was trying to say earlier like when Disney remade Dumbo for example they got rid of one of the Jim Crow characters and people were like actually mad about that like they were like no you should keep the original story or the character was iconic or it's just a kid's movie and it's like yeah children have the ability to conceptualize racial stereotypes same thing with Lady and the Tramp they got rid of the Siamese cat song um, because it was sort of insensitive and offensive to Asians and people were mad about that they're like that's my favorite song or Oh my God! People are so soft these days, or blah blah blah, and it's like, why, why? So, you admit that as a child, you were able to understand the undertones of these songs and these characters, and the the negative and the sort of impact the impactful undertones behind them, and you were attached to them did that make you feel better about yourself like it sort of confuses me because you know you have this sort of white guilt effect where you have a white person honestly and they when you call out um racist stereotypes or offensive um, impactful tropes that you find in stories created by white directors or stories written by white people, plays acted by white people other white people feel guilt from that and they feel the need to sort of defend it it's okay if you think for example another one I'm going to go more general here. Let's let's take that Christmas song that people we were talking about. Um, Baby, It's Cold Outside. So they're like, oh, yeah. There's, there's like sort of rapey, not rapey, but harassment undertones to that song. That doesn't mean you don't have to sing it anymore. We're just acknowledging like, yo, there's sort of harassment undertones to this song. And maybe... We shouldn't sing it as much. Maybe we shouldn't play around children. So little boys will think it's okay to lock and lock a woman inside of their homes to prevent them from going home. Maybe that's something we should consider. Another another one is Blurred Lines by... Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams. That's another song where they're like, yo, there's rapey undertones to that. There's harassment undertones to that. That doesn't mean you can't dance to it anymore. We're just saying, yo, don't actually be like this in real life. The same way it's possible to document and film behaviors that aren't right in a way that is either ironic or is showing it in a negative light, The same way you can have things that aren't picture perfect, because reality isn't picture perfect, the real world, you still will have people who will say microaggressions, will be racist, will be sexist, will be creepy and harass you. But you have to acknowledge it and not praise it just because it's attached to your childhood. And a lot of people get butthurt over that. They're like, no, you're, you're canceling my, my childhood. And it's like, you're just trying to victimize yourself. There's a difference between straight up um, erasure versus improvement. You can improve something. You can change something without erasing it. No one wants to erase your childhood. No one wants to erase your favorite movie. No one wants to erase your favorite character, even though it's weird in the first place that that was your favorite character because that character was racist. No one wants to erase them from history. But why must they be on display? It's the same argument for Confederate statues. No one wants to erase them from history. But why are they in the park? Why are people attached to them? Why do you have this attachment to them? Explain that. And no, childhood character isn't a good enough explanation. It being a part of your history isn't a good enough explanation. Because... I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who grew up during those times of segregation, they won't say, oh, yeah, I miss back in the day when we could sit in the colored only section and we wouldn't have to worry about white people harassing us and et cetera, et cetera. Like something can happen in your childhood. And even if you have good feelings associated with it, it doesn't mean you have to miss it it doesn't mean you have to want it to be displayed it doesn't mean you want it to be upheld no one's saying you should feel bad we're just saying you shouldn't feel bad that it's no longer being
0: celebrated does that make yeah. sense mhm yeah i completely agree with that i think there is like somewhat of a danger between like you know yearning or like looking back you know what there's a difference between looking back at the past and being like, those were, um, you know, nice times were like, close to my heart, right? And then just saying, I don't want things to change, right? There's a difference between completely avoiding change and being super conservative about what you want for the world. And just being like, that existed, that happened, I used to enjoy it. But maybe I won't think about doing that anymore. You know, it's, exactly. it's about improvement. It's not about saying we should completely forget about it. Because like you said, it's not about erasure. It's about acknowledgement. If you don't have acknowledgement, you can never change it in the future. It's about the future, not necessarily about the past, right? It's about how we can be better, And understand the past so we can be better right now and in the future right exactly and people don't understand that because they get so caught up in their old emotions their old way of looking at things that it can be dangerous and not just for like looking at shows because if you think about it right wanting like for example cinderella if you like the original cinderella and you see the new one you're like the new one kind of ruined it for me because the old one felt more special probably because you watch it when you're a child by the way but it, the old the old cinderella is still there no one like canceled deleted it. No one, like, it
1: right like you can still go you back you can and still
0: watch-, watch it like it's still there like just because you experience something new doesn't erase the past for you like you said it's not about erasure it's about what's happening now so i don't know why it's so hard to get past that you like people have to realize that just because you saw something in the past doesn't mean you can keep watching it or if you see that it's not acceptable anymore you have to move on from it It's about change. Nostalgia can be dangerous if you don't understand why you want to stay in those nostalgic times in the past, right? You have to understand what um, effects you're getting from it. Like, because you said, what if the things that you're nostalgic for actually have some sort of, you know, racist or sexist or homophobic undertones behind it, right? You're kind of being forced into this mindset that you may not even know you have right a lot of if you grow up with songs that have really like racist stuff in them you're probably going to have that implicit bias you know like defined even more and you don't notice it because you you just simply like knock it off as a part of your past right people just don't understand the power of nostalgic items because you keep wanting to go back to them. Keep wanting to want that feeling instead of realizing that it's not about the item anymore. So it's it's dangerous to form those emotional attachments, but we all do it anyways. It's just important to be aware of them.
1: Also, there's a difference between sentimental value and want you can be sentimentally attached to a specific nostalgic item or a nostalgic time but there's a difference between that and wanting to go back to that time and wanting to sort of conserve conserve like you said and preserve and I think the latter is a dangerous thing to do because mm-hmm. you then end up in this pattern where people fair monger, essentially True. a lot of right media and also left media, um, just use these sort of efforts to improve the quality of media being created as, and they just take it and turn it into fair mongering, mongering, like, Oh, they're canceling Dr. Seuss soon. We won't be able to read anything but leftist um, propaganda or whatever it is. Or oh, they are giving um, one of the characters in Beauty and the Beast—they—they—they they, they didn't even do so, but they—they were, they were rumors that they were gonna give one of the characters in beauty of the beast i forgot his name but like gay undertones the mm-hmm. gaston's like assistant i forgot his name but they're like oh we're gonna give him gay undertones and people are like oh they're making all the characters gay um, <laughs> literally one that's, that's not even
0: actually represented Toby exactly much. Mm-hmm. exactly
1: and it's like it's not that serious like it really isn't and even if they kept the story to a t even if there was nothing problematic about the original version and they kept the story to a t it wouldn't have been as good as the original regardless it doesn't matter it it will never be the same and that's okay it's it will be nostalgic to a new person so thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed please follow us on instagram at elephant parade underscore we make posts on there, informational posts um we give updates and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast platform that you're listening to us right now so that you can be the first to know when we release a new episode thank you for listening see you next
0: time